It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota, the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Got a loaded show for you, but Alex Brown, former Chicago Bear legend, is going to join us. He's going to have some fun with us, but he has a big take about Justin Fields and Luke Getze, their offensive coordinator. He thinks either one has to stay and one has to go or one has to change, and you can guess which one, but we'll talk about all that and much more. And, hey, the Timberwolves, huh, they're going to the Super Bowl. I keep telling you all this, and we'll do all that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and thanks for joining me today on the Ron Johnson Show. I want you to know today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get started. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about the Vikings Broncos because uh, there's some things that Kevin O'Connell has to change. He has to change. And I'll explain that. Also, we got Alex Brown joining us in the Hanging Ron Johnson segment. He's going to tell us, Justin Fields, what the Vikings can do to beat the Bears or what the Bears can do to beat the Vikings. He says he sees it both ways. We got two quarterbacks that like to get out the pocket. Which coach is going to do it? We'll talk about that. But also the daily three. Three questions. We're going to spend about a minute each today. But you got the Wolves, Knicks. You got the Gophers, Badgers. And then, of course, we got to talk a little Chiefs, Eagles. I don't think I saw Taylor Swift, but we'll talk about that and much more. But I want everybody to know today's episode, you can always make this your first listen. I want to thank you guys for doing that. But you can always get today's episode on Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app to get all your favorite shows. Well, as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom. Sam. There's a lot going on in the Minnesota sports world. We, we, we're going to talk basketball, of course. You got the Gophers, Badgers, big weekend. You got Monday night football, Bears, Vikings. But we got to talk about this Bear or this Vikings Broncos game, Sam. And I'll start out right out the gate. Kevin O'Connell, I saw one of your stats. So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bury the lead. What was your stat about fourth down in one and two? Yeah. Um, I, well, I thought that Kevin O'Connell was a little conservative at times, play calling. And I, I looked it up. And he has never before punted in opponent's territory when it's fourth and one or fourth and two. But he did that on Sunday, fourth and one from the Denver 48. He punted before halftime. So instead of trying to get three, he Mm -hmm. gave the Broncos three. Turned out to be a pretty big factor in the game. And I thought it was a little curious how conservatively he coached that when, uh, when the Broncos were also getting the ball to start the second half. Yeah, and so that one for me too, I was wondering. I mean, I get it. You you want to you want to pin them deep, you want to try to flip the field, make them drive longer. Um, but yeah, when you think about that run game, 
uh, what you have in Josh Dobbs, what you can run with like a play action rollout where he has the run throw ability. Uh, you give him two options where he can hit maybe a tight end quick out the flat or he can just get it with his legs. Josh Dobbs in the flat. Most likely going to be a DN, D lineman or linebacker who's not as fast as him. I don't understand why you don't do it. Now, there is some thought process behind it, Sam, if you think about this, because I thought about this. If I'm Kevin O'Connell and my quarterback just got speared in the chest before by Kareem Jackson, he fumbled the ball running the ball. Maybe Kevin O'Connell's mindset was like, we've already had one turnover. We can't turn it over on down. So I know there's some analytics with it. I know there's some heart, some feeling to it. And after his quarterback fumbled the ball and got drilled, maybe he doesn't want to put it in his hands. Maybe he doesn't want to be that guy because then that's two mistakes. But here's the first mistake to start. Stop being so tricky and cute on third and short, period. Stop it. Stop mm -hmm. it right now. Like, Sam, you got kids. It's like seeing yep. one of your kids constantly do something and you told them stop because you know what's going to hurt them. Like your son might want to jump off the couch because he saw somebody else do it or looked fun. And you're like, stop it. And then he does it and he hits his head and you're kind of like, and he's not hurt. He just hit his head on the on the carpet. So he's not hurt. He's just kind of like shocked and like, oh my God, that scared me. And then you're looking at him like, I told you, I told you to stop doing this. The third ones for me are too cute for Kevin O'Connell. Somebody needs to just tell him to stop it. Get under center. Like you watch the Eagles. It is with certainty. You can bet. I, I don't know if FanDuel's ever going to have a prop bet, but I feel like it's coming of the over-under on the tush push for the Eagles if they make it to the Super Bowl or any yeah. playoff game. Like, when they go anything in one, anything in two, sometimes if three, like if it's second and three, these dudes run a tush push because they're like, look, we're going to get two yards on one tush push and then we'll get two more yards. I think from the uh, – it was, it was first and goal from like the five. And they ran, not last night, but I've seen them do this before. They ran three tush pushes, Sam. Three tush pushes from first and five on goal. Like, they're like, look, we can get five yards in three plays on a tush push because we're getting two yards a pop. And so that's a team that just knows what they're good at, what they're going to do. I feel like Josh Dobbs, you watch his tush push last night or the Josh Mosh. He moved the, not last night, sorry, on Sunday night. He moved yeah. the pile. Like, he moves the pot. He has a decent amount of push when he does it. And so it's like, if he's going to give you a yard plus, third and one, like, just, just do that. Just go get another first down so you got three more plays for sure versus doing something tricky, losing the ball. Uh, maybe now it's fourth and one, and now you have to consider punting. Like, I just I, – I really don't get that when you're overthinking it. And I think that's the young coaching culture of, like, I got to be special all the time. Yes, it's great to have innovation. It's great to have motions and shifts. It's great to help the quarterback out when you're in normal down and distance. When you're in third and one, just go get another first down. And that's the one thing that I feel like Kevin O'Connell fundamentally, that's when I said that. I think he's fundamentally flawed there where for some reason he's got Josh Dobbs. And, and I always go back to the A-team with uh, Liam Neeson as uh, John Hannibal Smith. Uh, you got, uh, what's his name, Ry uh, Cooper. Is it Riley Cooper? or? Uh, What's the Cooper guy? Yeah, this isn't Bradley. Very Cooper. hot guy, hot Bradley Cooper. Yeah, see you, Sam, Bradley, come on. Now, I you know, know movies. You come know on, movies. Yeah, uh, but Bradley Cooper was was face, um, or Peck as they call him, and then you had uh, Rampage Jackson as uh, Mr. T. And I thought about this because this line has stuck in my head. I love the movie, by the way. Uh, one of my one of my favorite movies to like if I'm in Mexico or I'm in the airport. 
something just to throw in quick to like the zone out and watch a little a team one because of how he talks about planning and he, he goes to jail and I know you haven't seen this one, Sam. You haven't seen A-Team. But if you want a good movie with the wife, Sam, because you haven't seen it. She probably hasn't seen it. She might have saw it, though. She probably sees more movies than you. You don't probably. know it. Uh, but just watch the A-Team, the new one, though, with Liam Neeson. And when he goes to jail, he, like, the FBI agent shows up, and he has this footage of a, of a, of a picture, and his is blurry. This guy's been in jail for six months, and he pulls out a picture, and it's super clear. And the guy's like, wait a minute, how did, how'd you get that? We CIA doesn't even have that. How'd you get that? He's like, look, man, you give me a minute, I'm good. You give me an hour, I'm great. You give me six months, I'm unstoppable. And I feel like Kevin O'Connell is always in that mindset. Like, how can I be super ridiculously unstoppable? I got to have this plan that's got to come together. Because that's what he always says. I love it when the plan comes together. That's like the A-team line. But Kevin O'Connell sometimes doesn't have to have a plan that comes together. Just run the ball. Like, Sandra Bullock needs to stand on the Vikings sideline on third and one. Every single time they're in third and one, I hope the home crowd, uh, like the, the video board, just put Sandra Bullock up there. Because I know, like, when they kick field goals, they black it out. I know when the Gophers kick field goals, the opponent, they put up a, a, a Gopher that's looking weird. I know the Vikings put up, like, a little cartoon Viking when the opponents are – like, when, when it's third and one, put Sandra Bullock up there. And she just looks over and says, run the dang ball, Bert. Like – he needs to just run the ball. He needs to just go tush push, Josh Mosh, and get one yard. And so that's the only thing that threw me up. Other than that, we know Kareem Jackson now suspended for four weeks, uh, four games again. He's going to appeal it again, and he's probably going to go back down to two games. Uh, but he hasn't learned. Dude just came off a four-game suspension, cut down to two, got back in the Vikings game because he appealed, and then he goes right back out. And so It took him a minute and a half. Was that how long that. the game was? Yeah, that was at the very beginning. It was like the right. third play. Yeah. 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 That, but that's the problem, too. It's like you haven't learned. And his teammate, you know, Justin Simmons came to, oh, what is he supposed to do? That's a running back at that point because TJ Hawkinson was quarterback. And so it has nothing to do with defenseless. It has everything to do with you can't leave your feet and leave with your head. That is the problem. They're trying to help you and them. Like players are doing this and getting paralyzed. They're hurting their necks and backs. It's not just for the player safety of the guy you're hitting it's for your safety. And so Kareem Jackson gets suspended. That flag's not thrown which should have gave the Vikings the ball back for uh what is that called um uh, targeting. It would be I guess it is. It would be targeting or or illegal Un- whatever unnecessary, unnecessary roughness. roughness. Yeah. Yep. yep. Leading with the crown of the helmet. Cuz that's what he did. He led with the crown of the helmet. That's all you have to say. 15 yards, Vikings ball, leading with the crown of the helmet. But with that said, Vikings lose to the Broncos. Uh, all is not lost. I don't know if you saw the graphic, Sam, but uh, they had won that game. They were like a 96% chance of making the playoffs. If they lose that game, they went down to like 80%, I think is what it was. Yeah. Uh, Kay Adams just came good. out saying that they are in it. The Broncos, vice versa, they were 11% chance to get in the playoffs. If they lost 23% chance to get in if they win. So they're still not great, even though uh, t- people think they're dangerous now, which they are. They, 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 they're winning. They're on a streak. There's four games in a row. They have, I think they have the longest winning streak right now. Um, and Russell Wilson's got hot. This defense has gotten hot. Uh, or no, sorry, Russell Wilson has been hot. Let me stop that because that, that narrative was hell horrible. The Broncos had the worst defense in the NFL, and that was part of the problem. The first six games, they were the worst. They were 32nd in just about every metric. Now they're you know fourth and some, fifth and some, sixth and some. So they've gotten exponentially better, which has helped Russell Wilson out, I'm guessing. Um, and then Cortland Sutton uh has come on strong as of late. Uh, but Sam Vikings lose to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, 
<laughs> Vikings lose to the Broncos. They lost to the Eagles too, though. But they lose to the Broncos. Uh, what are your thoughts on? Because now it looks like the Lions aren't going to be caught, most likely. Um, they still have a lot of football left, though. But what are your thoughts? You know, going into this Bears Monday Night game. <clears throat> yeah, I am not jumping off the bandwagon yet. I mean, I still think there were there was a lot of offensive productivity in this game, and meat was left on the bone because of turnovers because of inability to finish in the red zone. That's a little frustrating, but I'm not I'm not done with Dobbs yet. Um, I'm not done with O'Connell yet. I mean, I think you got to hang on to the ball, and you got to go and beat three beatable teams. Yeah. You've, you've got a better record than the Bears, Raiders, and Bengals. Two of those three teams are using very inexperienced backups. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields had, you know, thought he had a win in Detroit, and then it all came crashing down. The Bears are prone to blowing it and the Vikings should win this game. So I still see Ron nine and five in the mm -hmm. Vikings future. And they've got a lot of wiggle room because the wild card chase in the NFC is feeble. And there's no reason why the Vikings shouldn't coast to a playoff spot. I'm more focused on avoiding the seventh seed. Let's avoid San Francisco, who it's probably going to be in that first round game. Let's get the sixth seed. And then it can be maybe Detroit. Maybe you get yeah. the Lions. It could be interesting in that first round, but I, I still feel pretty good about the Vikes, honestly. Well, yeah. So nine and five going into that Lions, Packers, Lions, three, you know, three headed game. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they can do it. I, and I think at one point we were hoping the Broncos was a win because it felt like the Bengals now are a win. Um, but it is what it is. That's why they call it football. But we got to jump into a word from our sponsors. And then when we come back, we'll sit down with Alex Brown. Uh, former Bear, and he's going to tell us what he thinks about Josh Dobbs and how he would have hated to play against Josh Dobbs. FanDuel brings you today's show. It's America's number one sports book for a reason, folks, because they've got outstanding deals all the time, including this one. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It can be minus 5000 Put five bucks on that, win 10 cents on the bet, and then get 150 free dollars into your account if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time. Because at FanDuel, you've got like 100 ways to bet every single NFL game. We talk about this on the Friday roundtable. Quarter-by-quarter quarter bets, rushing props, passing props, receiving props, future bets as well. It's all at FanDuel.com slash locked on or the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get started betting in NFL today. Bet five, get 150. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Well, now it's time for the Hangover Ron Johnson segment. I got Alex Brown joining me. Uh, University of Florida, former uh, grad, but now works for NBC, does some work with uh, sports. But you guys know him as a former Bears linebacker outside DN, uh, you know, all nine-time NFL, all-pro, does it all, hangs out with Peanut Tillman, Lance Briggs, Spice Adams, uh, you know, you name it, Brian Erlacher. But I finally got Alex to join me. Uh, got a couple stories I got to ask him, so let's get them in here now. Um, Alex, man, first of all, I got to uh -huh. do this to you, man, just out the gate. So when we was coming out of college, we were mm -hmm. coming out of college. We were young bucks. Uh, you had a little run in at a bowl game, man. Uh, I know you you guys are an intense group. You know, I think it was what University of Miami versus Florida or something. Uh, 
<laughs> Take me through that because I, I mean I've, I've talked to like Braylon Edwards and some of these guys about the Michigan versus Michigan State fights, Devin Bush and what that uh -huh. was like and, and all that stuff. Yep. That 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 deal. I got the Ohio State, uh, um, Michigan coming up with Charles Woodson and his David Boston. But you also got into a brouhaha. So explain yep. to the fans, man, like kind of what, what goes through your mind in those situations? Oh, man. I, I, with Miami, I mean, there was nothing. It was just we were, we were just fighting out there. I mean, we we're a bunch of 18, 19, 20 year old kids and not really thinking about our future at that point. You know, like, yeah. how could this harm us? Um, we were just in the moment. And for me, I'm the captain. Yeah. And I understand how Coach Spurrier is about these situations. So it's like, guys, listen, we ain't gonna let anybody hit us. If they put their hands on us, we're going to fight. But let's try to get through this because when you walk into Bourbon, you walk into Bourbon Street, there's only one way in, one way out. So once we came out of the bar arguing with them, they all kind of stood there right on the side of the um, on the street. And we went down on the side where you couldn't get out. So we had to walk back through. And I'm telling them, like, listen, man, listen, don't let nobody hit you. If they hit you, we're just going to fight. And then I'll explain it to coach. But. Let's try to get through this and let's get on and go somewhere else. And we had one cat, man. This is my dude. I've known him since fifth grade, Andre Davis. Oh, yeah. And Dre had that look on his face. And it was one of those moments like that took 30 seconds to happen. But in, in actuality, it was like a two second thing. And I was like, come on, Dre. Nah, man. And he just smoked one of them. Boom! When he hit, when the kid hit the ground, everybody kind of was like, and then, boom! And then it was just a fight. It was just an all-out brawl. And fortunately, you know, Bourbon Street. I mean, people that've been to Bourbon Street, they understand that there's bottles and stuff you could have picked up. But fortunately, right. nobody did that. It was just truly just fist fighting, and um, nobody truly got hurt. So we went on, I got a black eye and had to talk about it on camera. Uh, like a day later, it was, oh man, kid, somebody hit me here, hit me on this side of my face and knocked this earring out. I was like, oh Lord, what was that? Cause I so, <coughs> they, they actually made a, ESPN made a 30 for 30 about it. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I know. Cause like when we get to the senior bowl, you know, you got, you know, Rishay Caldwell, you know, mm -hmm. I got the Florida receivers and so, I'm I'm, yep. I'm hearing all these different stories, and then you know, like your name pops up, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I know, I know, dude. And, but you know, so you know, fast forward, and uh, you yep. know, we all go to the NFL. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we all have grown up to become men now. And then you yep. have a run in with another one of my best friends. I went to high school, grew up with Spice Adams, known him since mm -hmm. I was uh, 13 years old, and uh, wow. we all know he he's a he's a true just idiot. Like he he he's no nonstop, nothing but energy. Uh, but but the playoff celebration, or sorry, pregame warm up. He pulls the stomach out, smacks mm -hmm. the stomach. Um, in that moment, I know you're trying to be hype, but like, did, at any point, did y'all like kind of laugh a little bit? Like, man, what's wrong with this dude? No, it was always laughing. It was always laughing. It, it was never like our. To be honest, like in our locker room, when we were serious, it was, it was because we weren't doing very well. When we were all kidding around and joking around, that's when we were having the best time. We were winning games and we were like uh we were going out and dominating on, on, on the defensive side of the ball. That's when it was. And when we, when we were having fun, we were 
and loose as ever. Now everybody did their job, and we had some really talented players. But when we were uptight and and Spice, when he came in, he just an already loose and laid back locker room. He just enhanced that even more. It was like, oh my gosh, this guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and that was Spice, man. He's always been that way. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you told your story, but in high school, this dude would get butt naked and slide across the showers, you know, and try to take dudes out like a like a bowling pin. Like he was he was an absolute idiot. Like, I mean, I've never seen a grown 300 pound baby like yes. do the things that he did. And he knew you couldn't really beat him because he was 300 right. plus pounds in high school. So you mm -hmm. just kind of had to like deal with it just deal with it uh, yeah and that's why like i had like i tell everybody to this day that's why i had a 2.5 in high school because he was in my classes and so i couldn't <laughs> like i got in trouble he would the teachers loved him because he was funny mm -hmm. and then i would laugh and then i'd be the one to get pointed out like oh, oh, yeah. you, why are you laughing why are you laughing all right get out my class and i'm like <laughs> this dude over here break dancing in the corner but i'm getting <laughs> kicked out and Correct. so uh spice is what he is man yeah. uh but jumping over to uh this game because i know you know mm -hmm. you've covered the bears for for the season and uh yeah. you know you've had some interesting things to say but one of them was that justin fields you felt like him and, and the offensive coordinator gets here getting better in this lions game showed you guys they were up uh mm -hmm. and i think justin fields of course twitter is, is is the worst place in the world but he does a little celebration i think they're up 26 14. Yep. And then the, the Michael Jordan video pops up where they say, you know, so-and-so took this personal for the Lions. <laughs> and then, you know, that's all she wrote. Uh, yep. but, but what leads you to believe that Justin Fields is getting better or they are on the right kind of path to, to making him a great quarterback? I just think when you when you look at a quarterback and you take away uh, one of his best attributes, I don't, I don't believe that Justin Fields in the pocket is his best attribute. I think his best skill is getting him outside of the pocket, giving him the option to run the football if he wants to. Actually designing runs because we both play defense. We know that you in a 4-3 or in a 3-4, you don't account for the quarterback. And when the quarterback runs, it creates a, an additional gap where a defensive player at that point, somebody has to get off a block to make a tackle. So when you're running the quarterback, of course it puts him in, in harm's way Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about using his best qualities as a quarterback, you can't take the running away from him because I think that is the best quality that he has. And it puts the defense in a bad position because now you need to bring a safety down yeah. and that puts these guys in one on one coverage. So now you open up things for your skill players. So I like in this last game is what we saw was them designing run plays for him, calling the run plays actually getting him outside of the pocket, giving him the option to run or pass, cutting the field down for him so he don't have to read one, two, three, back to one. It's just really tough for him to do, not to mention we're not giving him the time to do it. So um, I think with all that stuff being said, I think what we saw against Detroit, let's make no mistake about it, Detroit is one of the better teams in the league. I know that's crazy to say, but <laughs> especially when we played, Right. So that is nuts, but they are. They're one of the better teams in the league, and I find it hard that anybody in that in, in that building the other day didn't think the Bears outplayed Detroit. We did, just not the second half of the fourth quarter. So if you can play this way consistently, now you got something. If you're if Luke Getzey and Justin Fields are gonna do and be on the same page the way they were this past week, 
the pick that we have for Carolina and then our pick wherever that ends up, now you can you can begin to build around Justin as opposed to trying to replace Justin. So that is that I mean it's a it's a great scenario to be in for the Bears if they can just build around Justin Fields as opposed to trying to replace him. Yeah, and I was gonna say that because that's the that's the be all end all question that everybody's keep mm-hmm. asking. Uh, yep. If the Bears do get number one or number two, and Caleb Williams mm-hmm. and Marvin Harrison Jr. are there, who do you mm-hmm. take? I, depending on how Justin plays, honestly, like I got I need him to play the way he played this past game because I believe you can win with that type of play from your quarterback, from Justin Fields. Um, if Luke Getz is going to go back, or I mean, like you have to make a choice. Are you going to have Luke Getz? You're going to have Justin Fields because if they don't want to work together and Luke Getz don't want to call plays that helps him, then Luke Getz has to go if you're going to keep Justin Fields or vice versa. So if they're going to work together, then you trade that. If it's a number one pick, well, you trade out of it. And then you get more picks so right. you can continue building the football team. And if Marvin Harrison is there at three or four, great. If he's not, then take Brock Bowers. Mm. Okay. Because we're we're talking That's about saying, getting yeah. offense, we're talking about getting offensive weapons around Justin Fields. And then there's there's gonna be a really dominant um uh left tackle in this um in this draft. So that is where I'm looking. I'm looking at Brock Bowers. I'm looking at a true left tackle as opposed to like, – like what Minnesota did. You go out and you get Brian McKinney. You go get him and then you sit him there for a decade, right? <laughs> That's what you yeah. do. That's what you want at your left tackle position, not going in the fifth and sixth round hoping that this guy pans out, right? It's just like I want that guy that I don't have to worry about. So I think those are the positions you look at if you're not trying to replace Justin. If you're trying to replace Justin and you don't want to go to Justin Fields' route and you got the number one pick, then it's a no-brainer. You should have your pick done. You should be working on the contract with Caleb Williams. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm, 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 I struggle with – we all know this, man. Quarterbacks early mm-hmm. in the first round. It's mm-hmm. not a lot that always make it. You know, you got yep. two or three that do it. The other ones, everybody call, – call them what they want. They're still millionaires, but you can call them a bust. Um, right. and, and so when I look at Caleb Williams, I question – you know, can he lead a team? Can he come mm-hmm. in and be what we've seen before this year? I think maybe too much pressure was put on him. Uh, too many mm-hmm. cameras were put on him. Uh, you know, he played up to it a little bit with the emo stuff and, and you know, mm-hmm. want to watch friends and hug his dog and cry to his mom. <laughs> right, um, right. You know, I think he just started playing into it a little bit. I know I know, being a sensitive man, I'm pretty sure he got a, he got a lot of things on the side from that. You know, mm-hmm. you know how that go too. Like all yep. the girls on campus. Like, oh, he mm-hmm. loves his mom. He's sensitive. And like, y'all, y'all think this man ain't smart. Like, this dude ain't dumb. Like, trust right. me, I believe when he got back to that apartment. Yeah, oh, yeah. He had some, he had some DMs at, from the from the uh, condo saying, mm-hmm. uh, hey, you can lean on my shoulder. <laughs> um, but, but looking at Jalen Hurts, and I and I, and I asked you this before uh, mm-hmm. via text. Like, when you look at Jalen Hurts, C.J. Stroud, uh, you see what they're doing. And you talked about putting him, you know, outside the pocket, letting him run. Um, is that is as simple as that that Luke Getzey has to either do it or they need to find somebody else? Correct. It's it's really that simple. I don't want to, I don't want to complicate it because it's not a complicated situation. Mm-hmm. It is if Luke Getzey's gonna call plays that helps Justin Fields and uh, I'm gonna say um, highlights his talent, then let's ride. Let's keep it going because that Justin Fields you can win with if. You want to move forward with 
Luke Getze, then you need to get rid of if he's not going to do that. If he's not going to do that and, and you want to keep Luke Getze, now you have to move on from Justin Fields and get a quarterback for Luke Getze. I think it's much easier to find an offensive coordinator than an NFL quarterback. Mm. So um, all these guys, all these NFL uh, quarterback or NFL um, offensive coordinators believe they're geniuses and they know better. If running is working, just run the damn ball. Like, I don't just run it. I don't understand why you got to be cute because they have to justify their job. Yeah. Because just turning around and handing off to the right, turn around, handing off to the left. If it's working, see, Shanahan, Shanahan gets a lot of credit. Shanahan, the head coach for San Francisco, gets a lot of credit yeah. for being a great offensive mind. He's the same offensive coordinator that blew that game with Atlanta and New England. Okay. Like, and then he learned. So when he when he got Garoppolo out at San Francisco, and then the reporters come in and they ask him, Well, why would you just continue running the football? You got a hundred million dollar quarterback. He's like, Well, if we get when we get to the Super Bowl, if I have to run it every play to win, that's what we're gonna do. Because he beat Green Bay and they threw the ball, I want to say eight or nine times with their hundred million dollar quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. And people didn't understand it. Well, I want to win. That's all I care about. I, I replied to somebody, and you can never win on Twitter, right? You can't yeah, win. No. I can't, you can't win the battles. But I replied to somebody today that I don't care what the names on the back of the jersey say. See, the guy I'm talking to want to win, but he want to win with Justin Fields. See, I don't care. I don't care what the names on the back. I just want the Bears to win. So regardless if it's Justin Fields or not, sure, it'd be great, a better situation if it's Justin Fields, because at that point you can build around Justin Fields. But if he's not the guy, then let's move on. Let's stop this. San Francisco did it. They drafted Trey Lance. Yeah. They paid $100 million for Garoppolo. They've gotten, they've gotten rid of both for a six-round pick that they believe they can win with. It yeah. is it's not it's not hard don't make it don't make it hard yeah no and you're right i mean when you look at what san francisco did they went out and got a left tackle from uh, the washington commanders mm -hmm. uh you know and, and i think that's the key and, and there's a bunch of like this year because of the transfer portal and all the COVID stuff there's a lot of seniority i guess you want to call it, in the offensive tackle position you got jc mm -hmm. lane from out of alabama uh yep. you got the kid out of notre dame joe alt uh so there's gonna be some you got tyler guyton out of oklahoma uh, I mean, and these guys are all potential first, right? And then, of course, the number one guys are Marius Mims out of uh, out of Georgia, who's been hurt, yep. who we saw in 2022, mm -hmm. though, dominant next to Bowers. Yep. I think that's why his name jumps out there, because you see Mims, you see Bowers, two big blocking forces, which mm -hmm. is why Georgia's run game was good, which is why their quarterback stayed upright. Uh, but but talking about, uh, let's transition a little bit into this Minnesota Vikings versus the, uh, mm -hmm. versus the Bears game. When you look at Josh Dobbs, he's a quarterback that can run. What, what as a defensive lineman, what's going through your mind knowing you're going to face a quarterback that's willing to hold the ball for five to six seconds to make a play? Rush lanes. It's all rush lanes. You have to rush under control. You know that this guy can move off the spot. So some quarterbacks are pocket quarterbacks, and you can just rush crazy, but they're not going to move. Like an Eli Manning, he's not going anywhere. You got Joe Flacco, he's not going anywhere. But then you turn around and you got Michael Vick. Well, you need to rush Michael Vick a little different than you're rushing Eli Manning. Because if you give him a lane to run through and he runs through it, now all the guys, all your linebackers, your safeties, your corners, they're trying to cover these receivers. And he's 12 yards down the field before anybody even realizes it. Yeah. So that's the difference. And I think Dobbs has that. 
I think he has that ability to be able to um, put your defense in a bad position or force them to not play certain defenses because they have to keep their eyes on the quarterback. So if the defensive line isn't rushing correctly. So that, that'll be a huge point this week. And when you get your hands on him, you got to get him down. And when you think about uh, your time, because you played for the Bears for, for a while, mm-hmm. so you played the Minnesota Vikings a lot. Yes. Um, what, what's, a, <laughs> what's a big memory or, or, or something you really remember that you were fond of playing against the Vikings? That horn going off, man. <laughs> that horn, my gosh. You talk, when, <laughs> we, had some, we had some big, big-time games there, and that horn would go off every time y'all made a play because that's some really good teams uh, back then as well. But um, – Playing Adrian Peterson there, yeah, he get an end zone. You know that horn going off. So if anything good happened, bad for us, good for y'all, is that horn was going off and it was loud. You know it was loud. So like that's what I remember about there. And like as far as a, an actual game in 2006, we knew y'all was gonna be a problem. Um, and we went up there. I think we won a game late. 16-13, if I'm re- remembering correctly, I think it was she Davis caught a touchdown late in that game. It was a huge game for us early in the season. Um, but we knew y'all be a really tough team. You always had a great defense, and you had an offense that could make plays all the time. You had good skill position players, and obviously you had a run game that was second to none. So um, I, I give this to Minnesota. And I'm probably gonna get crushed for it, but <laughs> <laughs> I I think Adrian Peterson is the best running back to ever play in the NFL. Mm. Like I, he, he's just he did everything. He did everything. He was scary as hell. Like he he caught the ball out of the backfield, the screen routes. No, he can't run routes. But as far as scary, when you played him, our defense was dominant. He ran for 200 yards twice against us. <laughs> that's why I say I didn't play against Walter. I didn't play against OJ. I didn't play. I played against Adrian Peterson. He's the best thing I ever saw carry a football. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing. Like he's, he's been dangerous. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, you watch him get the ball. It's ridiculous. I know I've seen some highlights because mm-hmm. I sent Spice a couple like, man, you let AP mm-hmm. do this to you. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it is what it is. And, yeah. and so looking at, you know, your, so Spice threw this in there. I, I got to do this to you. You talked about all the tackles. Spice said to ask you, because I was going to say, like, what players did you go against? Because you talked about Brian McKinney. He said, like, Walter Jones. Like, what is this pancake, multiple pancakes from Walter Jones or something? No, 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 no. So, Walter did not pancake me. All right. He didn't pancake me. It was my demeanor because I'm a fun going person. I'm always energized, always energetic. And then when we had to play Seattle and everybody knew it. The whole week I was quiet. I was just like, it was almost like I was focused, I guess. And because I got, quite frankly, I you'd have to show me a couple that's better. I ain't never seen anything like, like Walter Jones, man. He was a monster, an absolute monster of a player. And then was nice as hell. So that, that bothered you. Like, I want you to at least be nasty and be me. Something I can be mad at you about. But he just beat you and then help you up. And then it's like, all right, next time. And he had this deep voice. All right, next time, young fella. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, oh man. Like he was, he was, he was an unbelievable player. I got, I do have two sacks on him, but 
they weren't my sacks. Like they weren't like I beat him. It was we had pressure up the middle, and then Hasselbecker trying to scramble and he run right into my arms. Like, oh, I got him in. <laughs> like I'm taking that. I'm taking that all day. But Walter was a monster, man. He, I was, I was a little nervous every game, but a little more nervous in in that game. Yeah, because he, I mean, hell, you're going against one of the best, if not the best, left right. tackle in the business. So definitely, definitely. hell yeah, I'm trying. I want to make sure I'm on, I'm on my game. Because <laughs> he told me to actually about the Shabazz jeans, but I was like, I'm gonna leave that. No, <laughs> the Shabazz jeans was a staple in Double A wanted some, but they didn't make anymore. That's what it was. <laughs> The Shabazz I had, I, I probably like for real. I probably wore those things. I had them in college. I had them in college. I wore them in college. You wear them now in twenty twenty three. I don't though. wear them now. I don't, I don't even know where they're at right now. But I did have them legit. I had them for fifteen years. <laughs> I had them for fifteen years. <laughs> At least they weren't like Fubu. You had like uh, nah, Fat Albert on the Fubu. side, and people would notice that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now we have those. <laughs> we got the Vikings Bears coming up on a uh, Monday night. Uh, Monday night is always prime time. They don't get mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. You do get Justin Fields and Josh Dobbs. Uh, one yep. quick before we get out of here, what is it going to take for the Bears to beat the Vikings? Um, pressure on the quarterback. Pressure from the front four. I think Dobbs is smart enough to pick apart your defense because we haven't we haven't been able to get after the quarterback um we had a sack last week i think what uh with sweat sweat got home but we don't get consistent pressure with our front four we always have to blitz i don't think you rattle uh dobbs with the blitz i think you set yourself up for bigger plays um uh whether it's through addison or hawkinson i mean hawkinson seems to be his top uh target uh since he's gotten there so hawkinson is going to be a real problem for any of our linebackers to cover uh addison i think is a real problem you got kj you got i forget number four's name um yes like a an explosive player if you don't get if you don't get your hands on him when he catches the ball this kid has an opportunity to take the ball to the house every single time right like these these are weapons that when you put yourself when you have to blitz to get pressure now you're putting yourself in man-to-man coverage and now you're leaving you're you're leaning on making a tackle one-on-one if you miss that tackle the next guy is 20 yards away so that's going to be uh it'll be imperative that we can get pressure with our front four if we have to blitz then it could be a real problem well that'll do it for us today on the ron johnson show coming up next we got the daily three that's three questions three minutes each and we'll be back after a word from our sponsors and SiriusXM is a proud partner, Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can get all of our shows. Just go to the SiriusXM app by searching SXM on the any app market. Also, you can check out our podcast, our Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast and postcast on YouTube. Every Twins, Vikings, Wilder, Wolves game, make sure you check it out. We're going to have something. And, of course, Gophers. We have the Gophers games as well after every Gophers game. Win or lose, I have to tell the truth. But make sure you never miss a postcast by subscribing to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube. But now it's time for the Daily Three. That's three questions. We're going to spend about a minute each today. Take it away, Sam. All right. Let's talk Wolves. 6-0 at home, Ron. Yep. A convincing win against the New York Knicks, who, by the way, had been pretty red hot. They came in 8-5, and five, playing really good basketball, and the Wolves washed the floor with them in the third quarter, cruise to victory. Now, Jaden McDaniels did have an ankle sprain in this game, so that might be something to watch for, but mm-hmm. another good night for Ant, Cat, and the Wolves, Ron. 
Yeah, and, and when we did kind of this whole breakdown of where, where they're going to be in these next 10 games, uh, we thought the 76ers uh, should be a win. We thought the Knicks was a toss-up, but we did say they had two tough East teams in the 76ers and the Knicks. Well, they took care of the Knicks. It almost feels like now they should be able to take care of the 76ers. Uh, the Kings are looking better now, so we'll see what that that next in-tournament in game looks like on, on a Black Friday. So should be a fun one to sit back and watch that. And then you got the Grizzlies. Now the Grizzlies, without John Morant, we don't know what they are. And then you got the Thunder as well, a little uh, 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 in-season tournament again. And then from there, it's the Jazz. And, and you just don't know. So this team, Sam, as I keep saying, you just don't know what you're going to get out of them. But right now, what I like, the one I liked, uh, he didn't get the and one for it, but Cat kind of bullying the guy, dunking it, yelling at him to me. If Cat does that more. Now, don't extend because you almost could call that offensive with the extension. The shoulder, fine. Don't extend that, that extra arm. And if you can learn how to boom, do that, and dunk, man, Cat bully ball, I'm all for it, Sam. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Cat's going on like seven games in a row where he's been really good. Like, I think this is more of a trend than a mirage, and it's super encouraging. Um, I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Sixers, Wolves, NBA Finals preview. Can I say that out loud? NBA Finals preview. <laughs> a couple ten and three teams. Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey. Let's uh, let's go. That's going to be a sweet atmosphere at Target Center. Fans are on fire for this group. Um, I'm going to be locked in. So we'll be previewing that on the Minnesota Basketball Party as we talk Wolves every Wednesday. So looking forward to that a lot. Uh, looking forward a little less maybe to Saturday's uh, Gophers-Badgers game. Mm. feels kind of hollow. It just feels a little bit lackluster this year. The Badgers um, are having a down year. The Gophers are having a down year. But, Ron, if the Wolves could capture the Axe, and they've also captured the Pig, would that give you any solace about the way the season has gone if they can have their two biggest trophies? Yeah, I mean, again, and they'll be bowl eligible, which gives them additional practices, gives them additional time to talk to recruits, see the players, get recruits in the building. Um, so six and six is better than going five and seven. I don't care how hollow it feels. You're right, Sam. It does feel very lackluster. Uh, this week doesn't have the same appeal to it normally. This is the week where everybody's talking about the axe and everybody's like everybody's talking about like can, can the gophers win like because because wisconsin's already bowl eligible the first is going to be the bowl eligible bowl and now there's not even that because wisconsin has won their sixth game which maybe hopefully they take their foot off the pedal because they don't feel as much urgency because seven and five to them and six and six to them is not as big of a deal as six and six and five and seven to the gophers i feel like the gophers have a lot more to lose in this i think they have a lot more pressure in this uh the axe is already here uh, so can PJ keep it here? And that's the other that's the other big question mark. Um, but you got guys like Tyler uh, Newbin, you got Brevin Span four, you got these seniors that want to go out on a high note. So six and six with a chance to go to a bowl game. You still don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You still don't over, you know, overlook your opponent. And I've said this every week. It depends if Braylon Allen plays for Wisconsin. He played last week against Nebraska and that's why they won the week before that he didn't play and they got whooped. So he clearly is one of the best running backs in college football. Uh, he's just been in and out with health. And so it, we can see if he, he can go back to back games. Not to say I hope he doesn't play, but I hope he doesn't play. Um, but Sam, I don't know. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this Badgers Gophers game? I, I will say, too, this is the first game all year where I get to do the pregame show. It's a big enough gap where I can change clothes and actually get to go to this game and stay. Uh, because normally I try to get back for the postcast, but I think I'm going to just do it from the stadium after this one because I do want to stay mm -hmm. through. Unless unless it gets out of hand, 
by the third quarter, hopefully in the Gophers' favor, and then I'm then I will leave. But if it's a close one down the stretch, I'm gonna stay. Yeah, it's a maroon out. We're maroon. Um, I I think that it, it gives you something to latch on to if the Gophers can win a big rivalry game. Mm-hmm. At least there's that. Um, if this was like a throwaway game against Illinois or Northwestern, it would, I don't know who would go. It'd be like a 20,000 person attendance. It'll still be fun. Um, You know, PJ Fleck dominates the bowl games. If they get bowl eligible, another chance to get a win. But uh, it has been a pretty disappointing year, especially disappointing end of the year for Minnesota. So it hasn't been great, but the, uh, the Monday night game was awesome. Last night, Chiefs, Mm -hmm. Eagles, Eagles come from 10 behind and win 21, 17, Big drop by MVS in the end zone that would have won it for the Chiefs in the final drive. Let me ask you this, Ron. Have the Eagles stamped themselves as the official Super Bowl favorite with that win? Uh, I would say, yeah, they have. Uh, but I saw people kind of still thinking, can the Lions get the one seed now? Because they're not that far. And down the stretch, and this is the, the thing they said, down the stretch is that the Lions, and we talked about this too, the Lions' toughest game is the Dallas Cowboys. But people are giving the Vikings no credit. Mm-hmm. The best thing for the Vikings is that the Lions have not played them. The Vikings, hopefully, by then, uh, should have, because Jordan Hicks cannot come. Well, no, yeah, he should be able to come off IR by then. Um, and so they'll get Jordan Hicks back. Uh, uh, what's his name? Justin Jefferson should be back by then. Mm-hmm. So you get Justin Jefferson in that offense with Josh Dobbs. You get Jordan Hicks back on defense. Caleb Evans should be back as well and healthy. K.J. Osborne should be far enough from the concussion that he feels a little bit more normal. Um, So I think people are just giving uh, the Vikings no credit to beat the Lions. But the Eagles, uh, they cruised. Like, it didn't even look like a great game, and they still won it. Um, The things I saw, too, is just Jalen Hurts is not afraid to take a deep shot, and I think that's what makes it scary. People were saying he's a, you know, 15-yard thrower, 10-yard thrower, but the fact that he hit uh, uh, Devonta Smith on that deep ball, like when most people are like, oh, let's run the clock out, let's go in our four-minute offense, and they're like, no, let's attack, and they attacked, and they got after it, and I think that's what people are like, whoa, okay, this, this team is legit, this team is for real. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see, like, I, I, the Eagles-Lions – I hate to say it, that feels like maybe a little bit of NFC North championship, uh, unless the Vikings can get way better by the time they play the Lions and dominate them. Feels mm-hmm. like a little bit of a Eagles-Lions or Eagles-49ers NFC championship again. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings have to be two games back, right? They have to be two games back of Detroit by week 16. Yep. So if Detroit wins on Thanksgiving against the Packers, mm-hmm. which they are favored to do, that gives them a three-game lead. So at some point, the Vikings are going to have to make up one game. It's mm-hmm. possible, Ron. It's it's possible, but the Vikings have to take care of business first and foremost. Beat the Bears, the Raiders, and the Bengals, and then we'll have the conversation. Yeah, they got to do it. They got to do all of that to make sure that when it comes down to the stretch and it comes down to the end, they're the last team standing. Because if they're not, they're in trouble. If they are not close enough, they're in trouble because, like you said, they don't. They probably don't want to have to play the 49ers in the first round of that playoff. But, again, Daniel Hunter has been getting after the quarterback well. They did handle the 49ers. So that wouldn't be a bad way to kind of push yourself in because if you beat the two seed, you don't have to play the one seed into the championship. So that could be another route. Like, you got to beat the best anyway, so you might as well do it before early so you know what kind of money you're playing with. But I want to thank you guys for joining us today. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. I want you guys to have a blessed day. 
holiday and make sure you subscribe to locked on sports minnesota on amazon fire and roku you can also go to youtube and subscribe we are on there 24 7 sports 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 and you can get all your wild wolves vikings gophers fixes with the locked on sports minnesota crew and also Make sure you tune into the football party of Reef Hassan, Luke Inman, Luke Braun, Sam Ekstrom, and I join on Thursdays. Make sure you guys tune in. Thank you, and have a great holiday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.